0: Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to Two Sober Chicks. We're back from another little bit of a hiatus. I was on vacation and you were on vacation as well, weren't you?
1: I've been up and in the north.
0: In the north? In
1: the north. Isn't there like a song like In the Navy? Oh, it can be in the North. <laughs> I've been in the North. You've been in the North.
0: Yeah, there and is for- a there's a great Canadian song. It goes uh you know that one no no i'm staring at you like what the
1: fuck is going
0: on here? it's from bob and, waiting for the word bob and doug mckenzie a eh? hey, oh. hoser it's like from sctv from 30 years right. ago yes well i
1: just want to say to some of our southern u.s neighbors who um
0: what's wrong I'm just looking at my levels and they're super. It looks
1: like, so the levels on our uh, screen look like Lisa's screaming her
0: fucking head off. <laughs> That's why I'm like, what's going on over wow, there? Well, I'm going to back up a little bit. So
1: I'm So sorry. some of, I was speaking with someone who lives in Texas and he was like, you guys get summer up there? So maybe for some of our Southern US friends that think we live in igloos and ride polar bears to work, right. um, we do get summer up here and we've just been through a huge heat wave. It's been amazing. Yeah. So when I go north, it's not into igloo land. It's right. up into cottage country where
0: we're all on boats. And it's just a good thing, thing we don't ride suits. polar bears to work because have you ever tried to change the oil on one of those suckers? <laughs> it's fucking touch and go. Brutal. <laughs> Yeah. And we also have um, some listeners from Australia. So I've been looking at our Facebook page. Amazing. And noticing that we have some new people connecting. So I'm hoping that they're associating from Facebook the link to the podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud. And I don't know if we're on Spotify, but we're out there anyway. So hopefully you're finding your way to these podcasts and tell your friends. By all means. And we now have an Instagram page. Oh, Julie, you did such a good job. I couldn't I believe it. I love
1: my Instagram. So in, I'm not a Facebooker. No. I actually, I can't deal with Facebook, but give me some Instagram and I am so happy. So we mm. just started up an Instagram page to Sober Chicks. Yep. And um, I'm posting stuff pretty much every 24 hours. Yes,
0: you do a great is, job. Thank you. I love it. And then it links to our um, Facebook page. So whatever she posts on Instagram automatically feeds through to the Facebook page. And I think Twitter. Twitter? Did yeah. you figure that out? Yep. yep. We're also on Twitter. Yes. Again, two sober chicks, the number two. So we're trying to keep that consistent. Yeah. So it's two sober branding. chicks just across the board, yeah, right across the brand, board of branding. Yeah so and uh, we had uh, we also have an email account the number two soberchicks at gmail.com which is where we get a lot of our inspiration a lot of our ideas for topics for discussion on our podcast so we have another a listener email who had an interesting sort of uh, question an interesting situation about their life maybe not necessarily um, about alcoholism but i think it does tie in with recovery because we're learning how to handle life on life's terms, which is one of my favorite sayings, because I sure as hell didn't know how to do that before I came to Alcoholics Anonymous, which is why I drank. I said to somebody today, I'm kind of like that instant pancake mix box, where it says just add water, except in my case it was just add liquor, because mm. that you know would make this. That was my solution. But the problem is, is that when you keep adding water to the pancakes, they don't actually become a very good pancake. It's the same with adding more and more liquor to my problems. I would just become messier and messier.
1: Yeah, try and cook a pancake with liquor instead of water. It's that, <laughs> It's like reminiscent of our drinking and our drugging, right? Yep. Like nothing will come together, set on fire, like whatever
0: it is. And oh my God, I heard the greatest thing in a meeting today. Um, so I'm not going to, just the message. This person um, said something about that. You know alcoholism had brought them to the point of they were having seizures Mm. and uh, she said you know I don't know if you're aware of this but you lose your bodily functions when you have seizures and she said this is the point that alcohol took me Um, I had no control over choice anymore because I'm waking up in the hospital bed I'm ripping these sticky things off of me because they're monitoring me and I put on my clothes that they brought me in with and I put them on and she said and they smell like piss because I pissed myself But I didn't care because all I could think about was getting out and getting back out there to use again. Yeah. And that's where this disease can take us. So today we make better choices because we are not putting liquor or your substance of uh, your former choice into your body anymore. We're learning how to deal with life on life's terms. So that brings us to our question today.
1: And it is about acceptance. And even though she said we can say her name and we love her um, because of the content, we will not So this listener emailed us and she said that she has a 19, almost 20 year old daughter who just finished her schooling to become an esthetician and mama is super proud of her. And baby girl also has a boyfriend who she's been spending a lot of time with, but mama is having a hard time dealing with the changes of her baby growing more independent. So she is asking us, how do I deal with acceptance?
0: That must be wow. a hard one. Yeah. And, you know, I first looked at Julie and said, yeah, I don't know if I know how to answer that. Because A, um, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. We've said this before many times on our podcast. It's kind of our disclaimer. Um, we are not professionals in any way. We are just two alcoholics um, who have recovered from the disease of alcoholism. Uh, we've not been cured. Um, but through using the 12 steps, we don't drink anymore. we recovered
1: from a hopeless state of mind and body.
0: Right, um, But how can we maybe use the program and the tools that we've been given to put forth some, I don't know, advice, suggestions on how to deal with this? Uh, it sounds like a, you know, a baby growing up, really. You're, mm. You know, it's, it's part of life.
1: And I mean, we all have people in our lives where they're doing things or they're mm-hmm. behaving in ways or they're growing in ways that are hard for us to accept, understand and be okay with. So even though um, I raised a little girl for ten years, even though I'm not at this point with her because I'm no longer in her life in that capacity, I still know what it's like to have to adapt to somebody changing and becoming independent of me, or acting and behaving in a way that I'm having problems with.
0: So this also takes me back to the root, um, one of my root character defects, which is ego, and um, and that that inflated ego that would tell me I can control things. I can control my drinking. I can control this situation. Um, I expected things to turn out the way I wanted them to. So for me, one of my major character defects was ego. And one of the ways it sort of, um, uh, camouflaged itself and would resurface time and time again was control, a control mm. issue for me. Yeah. So maybe this has, um, you know, a, a good time to, um, do a 10th step, on um, a character defect that might be prevalent for you in this situation of letting go. And it's accepting that we don't have control of what our kids are going to do. Um, I have a kid through a previous relationship myself and um, sometimes you know, I, I, I hear about things and, and I hear the language and the words and the choices that are being made. and it kind of makes me sad and I, but I can't do it for them they have to go through the process, just like I had to go through the process. I can try to lead by example. If asked, I can say, here's how I might deal with that. But I'm also trying to work on not giving them unsolicited advice Mm because that usually goes over like a fucking lead balloon. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's interesting that this topic comes up today because I was reading in a little book that we get from AA called Daily Reflections. And uh, it's a topic of letting go of it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Primarily fear that we would lose something we already possessed or would fail to get something we demanded. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Isn't it funny? Mm -hmm. Living upon a basis of unsatisfied demands, we were in a state of continual disturbance and frustration. Therefore, no peace was to be had unless we could find a means of reducing these demands. The difference between a demand and a simple request is plain to anyone." That's from page 76 of the 12 Steps and the 12 Traditions. And the other part of the daily reflection is a little comment. And the comment in the book was, Peace is possible for me only when I let go of expectations.
1: Ooh, it's an expectation issue.
0: Yep. Um, When I'm trapped in thoughts about what I want and what should be coming to me. I'm in a state of fear or anxious anticipation, and this is not conducive to emotional sobriety. I must surrender over and over to the reality of my dependence on God, for then I find peace, gratitude, and spiritual security. Wow, I think the book just gave you your answer. (laughs) I think so too. Yeah, that's crazy how that happens. I had no idea that, I mean, so cool. we, we knew this topic had come up, but then when we were discussing it, I said, oh my God, that's crazy The the, um, the message I read today was all about letting go of it. And I think this is your it. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know if we need to say any more on that. I don't think we do. <laughs> I think
1: we start to learn when we know. It's like when I speak now, sometimes I feel like I'm being shut down and I'll mm-hmm. say, well, I feel like I'm being shut down. So that means I'm at the end of what I'm going to say. Because yeah. I can push through it to be like, oh, I have more time or I have something to say. But then that's me and my ego getting exactly. in the way to say, this is what should be said. This is what you need to
0: do. Right. And
1: the more I turn it over, the more I tune into the guidance, the stronger the guidance becomes.
0: Mm-hmm. Like um, Julie and I have had this, <laughs> here we are talking more, but this is actually a different topic now. Um, Julie and I have had this conversation before where Julie says she has actually heard you feel like God has spoken to you, right?
1: Yeah, but not like, this is God speaking. <laughs> like, it's more like an... Hello, in- <laughs> Julie. <laughs> it's very clear what the words are and not an audible way. I don't know how to
0: okay. say it. Okay, because I confused that. I thought maybe you'd actually heard the voice. No. And I wasn't concerned for your mental health at all. Really, I wasn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you were going to go down a street and something in you went, don't go down that street. Know, yeah. It's not like you hear, don't go down that street. Okay. But you know the wor- the words are there. Yeah. then maybe I I I have heard it it. because I was thinking I don't think I've ever heard that I know people when we went to visit our friend on the way to Dr. Bob's house Mm -hmm. he heard an audible
0: voice of God right that's that's never never happened. happened for me never happened for me either yeah yeah I think that might scare the fucking living shit out of me if that happened I would doubt my sanity but I have um like when I talk that's when I feel I hear it when I absolutely let go of my own ideas, my own thinking of what, oh, here's what I'm going to talk about tonight. Here's what I should talk about. When I let go of that, I always feel like somebody gets a message because people come up afterwards and say, oh, that really related to me or that spoke to me. And I'm like, I did not plan this at all. So yeah, that was the universe, the higher power speaking to you, yeah. delivering that message.
1: Like sometimes I go in saying, I really want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I, I think I really need to talk about this. But then... I'll say, if I'm supposed to talk about this, just remind me. Okay. And it'll come out that way. Cool. Because I've had stuff come out of my mouth where I've been like, where did that come from? I Holy know. shit. I remember saying something one time, something about my stepdaughter and how mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I'm parent. I could parent, I didn't feel I could connect with her unless I was drunk because mm-hmm. I had a hard time connecting with children. So when I drank, all of my inhibitions and fears and everything were down low enough that I could become like a super affectionate, very expressive person. Mm -hmm. I've never said it in a meeting since then, but I remember it came out and I literally went, whoa, where did that come from? Okay, well, I guess someone needed to hear that. (laughs) And then I moved on.
0: Wow, that's cool. Yeah. That's neat. All right. Well, we hope that uh, answers that question. We'll wrap this podcast up today. Remember that if you have a question, uh, a topic suggestion, or you want to make a comment about the show, um, we would love to hear from you. The number two sober chicks at gmail.com is our email. Two sober chicks on Facebook, two sober chicks on Twitter and Instagram. We are everywhere. We are taking over. <laughs> Thanks a lot for joining us on Two Sober Chicks. We love you.